Welcome back, Bosch fans. Tonight, we're breaking down episodes three and four, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Welcome back, Bosch fans, After Buzzers, and everyone in between. <laughs> I'm your host, Olivia Gabray. Um, tonight, we're breaking it all down, and I'm joined by... I'm Candice Cruz, and you can find me on all of my social media at Candice R. Cruz. So, as we know from the beginning, you know, the first episode of the season and the second episode of the season, yeah. Bosch is already immersed in, like, Three to four different cases. Oh, of course he is. I mean, I feel like it wouldn't be Bosch without a lot of controversy. Even when it's not his job to be and when it's not his case to be involved with, he still finds himself in the middle of it. Oh, of course. (laughs) So tonight we're going to break it down on a case-by-case basis, starting with uh, Edward Gunn's case. Yeah. So we know Edward Gunn um, was found dead in his apartment and... From our point of view, we knew that Bosch consistently had eyes on him, Mm -hmm. but to everyone else, they didn't have knowledge of that, and the only thing they did know was that you needed to call Bosch if Gunn was ever on the radar. Mm -hmm. So, automatically, that is a red flag right there. Yeah, that would make anybody suspicious. But as we saw, the last episode left off is um, Edgar, who is Bosch's partner, Mm -hmm finds things that seem a little bit fishy. So he finds some cameras, some hidden cameras, and he also finds some artwork that ironically are linked not to Bosch, but to Bosch's name. I mean, from your perspective, if you saw something like that, you know, how would that read to you? I mean, I think, obviously, Jay knows... Uh, Bosch well enough that mm-hmm. he doesn't really want to believe it. I think that's why he's fighting so hard to prove that it's not towards Bosch. I think that's a whole purpose of him like actually investigating all of this is to prove that it's Bosch is getting framed. Um, but I mean, you could understand why he would have doubts, especially with that artwork. But I mm-hmm. think the artwork to me is like the red flag of why would Bosch leave his name behind? That would be to me if I was in J. Edgar's position, I would be like red flag. It can't be Bosch. Why would he leave his mark and clearly get caught? Because yeah. the owl had God sees us or sees. Yeah. God sees all. God sees all like um, on the bottom. So when you track it back and it says Bosch, like clearly. Yeah, I think you know. it's just it's a little too ironic for yeah. me and it's a little too telling. The only thing is that I sort of have a problem with. I mean, if say you were Edgar mm-hmm. and you found out some information about your partner that could possibly threaten his job, his life, whatever. Would you investigate it behind his back or would you bring it up to him and just be like, what's up? I don't know. I feel like that's the hard part because if you would have gone to him and been like, hey, Bosh, what's the deal? You know, he's going to get defensive. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I really don't know what I would do. I I feel like I would probably confront Bosch, but at the same time, I can completely understand why Jay Aker's doing that because Bosch has not been known to be that understanding always. So I could 
understand why he was like trying to prove it without actually bringing it up to Bosch. Yeah, I agree. I think that he was probably just trying to have his ducks in a row. Yeah, and before he have a great understanding before mm-hmm. he presented it to Bosch because it is true he's not known to be a very understanding no, person or someone that's willing to listen. So if he felt like someone was attacking him or accusing him of something, chances are he would just shut them out. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I can understand where Jaker was coming from. Exactly. And um, the thing that made me the most nervous was Mm -hmm. is the fact that he involved the lieutenant in his Mm. findings. I think it was fishy just because he's going behind everybody's back. Mm -hmm. Like, and clearly making it obvious saying, hey, don't bring this up to Bosch. Like, if you're going to say, don't bring it up to Bosch, you know I'm going to call him. Right. You know I'm going to, like, check in on him because he's been there for so long. But, I mean, at least he got, you know, the lieutenant involved because he trusts her. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... I know. Lucky he just kept her. getting himself deeper and deeper. And exactly. Deeper. Like, lucky for us, she is an understanding person. She is, you know, pretty chummy with Bosch. Mm-hmm. So it, it's unlikely that she would use that against him. But I think going to the higher up in power before you approach your own partner could be seen as a little shady. And I think if I was Bosch in that situation, I would feel a little bit betrayed. Um, I mean, he does. In episode four, you clearly see he's pissed. Like, he's like, come on. But I think I would feel most betrayed by the fact that my old partner went behind my back and reached... uh, My new partner went behind my back and reached out to my old partner, who he didn't even really know. Mm -hmm. This person... I'm the common denominator between these two people, and they're meeting up to discuss me. And questioning my character. Yes, that's very shady to me. Yeah. But um, lucky for us, or lucky for Bosch, rather, his old partner was very loyal to him, Mm -hmm. and though he promised Edgar that he wouldn't mention it to him, he... He did anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think that was very stand-up of him, really. following the bro code. (laughs) I feel like most people that are on Bosch's side continue to be very, very loyal to him. Yeah, because I think that Bosch seems like a loyal guy and a stand-up guy. And if he believes in you or if he has some type of loyalty to you, it seems like so so far he's stuck by everybody and stuck by his word. Yeah, and genuine. Yeah, he's passionate. Mm -hmm. He's a passionate man. Um... But that leads me to wonder, I mean, we see that this harmonious Bosch artwork is placed at the crime scene mm-hmm. where Edward Gunn was killed. And I think that's an obvious sign that they're trying to frame Bosch in some way. Oh, of course. I mean, that's what I, I said at the beginning. I believe that, like, someone's planting it. And we exactly. even, like, talked about it in last episode, that the, the cup that got planted there. Like, clearly it wasn't. Right. Originally at that house. Yeah, and I I mean, the cup could have been easily been a mistake, but the fact, or it could have been a telltale sign that Bosch was involved. Mm-hmm. But I think that this piece of artwork is way too obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was to have committed this crime, why would he leave something that directly links back to him? It would just be a stupid move, and he's been on the force way too long to exactly. like make that big of a mistake. But I think that now it's extremely obvious that someone set it up to be Bosch's fault. Mm-hmm. But now I just can't think of who. I don't know. I'm going to have to go back to episode one because I feel like we probably saw who it was at that bar. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, didn't you... We were talking before we went on about 
your ideas behind who you think it might be. Yeah, well, I heard someone, I I don't know which character it was that mentioned it, but I heard someone bring up um, Holland. So Mm -hmm. that's another open case that Bosch has going on. And Holland was the director, and he openly spoke about making a movie and getting back at Bosch and kind of painting this picture of Bosch's life and crimes and everything and putting it into a movie. Mm-hmm. So maybe he could have been involved and dramatized it for the purposes of his own craft. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we didn't see much of him in the last two episodes, so I kind of actually forgot about him a little bit, mm-hmm. not going to lie. Um, but, I mean, maybe. I don't know if it was directly Holland, though. I feel like if it was someone, it would be someone involved with the case because Holland's yeah. already on house arrest. Exactly. But I could totally see it being someone within the group. And that also brings me back to, I'm kind of speculating because Holland is an outsider, obviously, Mm -hmm. to the force, so he wouldn't have any knowledge about gun. gun. But um, I don't know if this man was his security or his attorney Mm -hmm. or what he was, but if we remember uh, in past seasons, Bosch tossed this guy out into the window into the window at the station and obviously had an extreme problem with him on the force he was higher higher ranks than he Mm -hmm. but um he was very vocal about his issues with bosch and now he is serving for uh what's this holland Holland. yeah holland security detail Yeah. yeah so he obviously has an invested interest in this and he is somebody that would happen to know that Bosch needs a call every time something happened with Gunn. Mm-hmm. And he knows that Bosch has a personal invested interest in Gunn in Gunn's cases. So maybe to get back at him, he could have he could have fin- finessed something. I mean, possibly because honestly, that would kind of make sense because the person that got Gunn out of jail in mm-hmm. order to get him back into his apartment. Because episode one, Gunn was arrested still, and then they let him out. So maybe whoever the person was that let him out on the bail bond right. is actually linked to, like, Holland's big group. Or it could even be someone, I mean, this is, like, probably way too left field, but <laughs> someone at the L.A. Times, because they've been tracking how much he was involved exactly with Gunn, too. And that one reporter is, like, on him, mm-hmm. wanting to know all about this case. So it could be someone involved there that really needs a story. Right. I eh. agree. I just can't. I Right now, I don't think the picture is big enough for us Mm-mm. to even tell, because all these people are so separated. Right now, I'm not seeing a common thread as to why yeah, someone yeah. would w- go as far as killing another person in order to make Bosch's life miserable. That's true. I just see so many similarities. I feel like it might be one of those two predictions. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. But I am happy that Jager finally like put two and two together and realized it wasn't actually Bosch. Yeah. The end of episode four, I was just like, thank God. like We can actually have some people on his side again. <laughs> I know. Poor guy can't catch a break. I know, and unfortunately, I mean, there's a lot of people that are always against him, like you said, including the L.A. Times. Mm -hmm. Um, Robertson, the cop that is assigned to Gunn's case, Mm -hmm. has been seeing seeing all of these... Trends. Trends and and all this evidence that's leading to Bosch, but... Mm -hmm. 
he's a stand-up guy and he's a good cop and just like Bosch, he gets very personally invested into mm-hmm. his cases and because all signs are leading to Bosch, though he knows that Bosch is a good cop, it's almost like he doesn't want to believe it, but he still at the end of the day has to do his job. I get it, but at the same time, it's like you know, if you've known Bosch for that long, like why are you wasting all of your time and energy mm-hmm. focusing on one person to investigate rather than a couple? Because I mean, you're wasting how many hours of time focusing on one person and ultimately we know it wasn't him. So you're right. like completely diverting the fact of like looking for the correct person. Well, you know? the only thing is, is I think that the all the evidence that he's gathered, all of it leads to Bosch so far. Yeah. And he doesn't, ha- I don't think that he has knowledge of the owl or the artwork. So he isn't aware of how, how ironically things are that set up in Bosch's yeah. favor. So I could see where he's coming from. However, I think it was extremely stupid that because he didn't want to involve himself in it, he involved the press. Right? That's I think that's like I think the, that's isn't shady. That the like, one rule? Come on. like if you're a cop, don't tell <laughs> the press. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell the newspapers. Yeah. yeah. But he's leaving it to them to make Bosch a suspect, which I think is extremely shady. Well, I mean that one guy did tell him like wipe your hands clean of it. Like yeah. that way he still gets caught, but you don't have to be the person that did it. But there wasn't another way. Now you have to, like, humiliate this man in front Again. of the... Like, in public when you aren't even really sure that it's him. Yeah. I don't know. That just seems... That seems very shady to me. But, um, I mean, in this show, there's kind of a trend of the newspapers interfering with criminal investigations mm-hmm. and swaying things a certain way. And, of course, the I way mean, they're going to I mean, it's very it, evident, like still in real life too outside of the yeah, show no, so I mean course. it's like I mean it's all hearsay I feel like mm-hmm. but I just hate for him to always get the bad rap of it I know but Ugh. so I think that kind of wraps up that case we're gonna yeah. have to see how that further develops but I mean if it does roll into the Holland case that's definitely something that's still present as well because now um, we're seeing Bosch and his new boo thing, Anita. Aww, they're cute up. together. Yeah, I, I like are. Anita. And she's sweet and she wants to be invested in his family and get mm-hmm. to know his daughter. So that's, I don't know. That sh- the fact that she's making an effort means that she's probably here to stay. Yeah. Well, in I'm, her mind. I'm interested to see how their relationship develops. So because they are involved on the same case. Mm-hmm. And we know from past history that Bosch does not do well with <laughs> being involved with people that he works with. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I love them together. Don't get me wrong. But I do. He's not the best at relationships. Like, not going to lie. He really agree. isn't. <laughs> He's married um, to the job. He he really is. But yeah. it don't, it seems like she feels the same way. She seems like she's a hard worker. Yeah, she's got her head on her shoulders. And though they have, like, some personal encounters, she's still always bringing up the fact that Annabelle Crow is missing. Mm-hmm. And so Annabelle was the woman that came forward to both Anita and Bosch in the previous episode mm-hmm. saying that she, too, was assaulted by Holland and... It was very evident that he was trying to kill her. As a matter of fact, he thought that he killed her, but he didn't. She was able to escape. Um, come we to got find some fishy stuff. Yeah, come to find out, she left out the small detail that she's a working escort, call girl, call, whatever. Yeah, you know. escort, call girl, whatever. I don't well, know. Yeah, whatever you want to call it, that's <laughs> what she is. And 
so obviously that's how she got involved with Holland. Mm -hmm. And now um, Holland's security and his team have found out that she spilled the beans. And we saw in the beginning of the episode, um, he ordered her as a escort. Escort. And I think just kind of send the message like, we know what you're doing, and we know that you're trying to throw us under the bus and pretty much scare her out of doing it. And it worked. Oh, I mean, I, I don't blame her. I would be scared, too. Exactly. But mm, but doesn't that incriminate Gun more? Yeah, the fact that... Or not Gun. I'm sorry, Holland. See, too many cases. I know. Holland. <laughs> you know, it incriminate does, him more. But I think that they have that leverage over her because she doesn't want anybody to know about her secret lifestyle mm-hmm. so this was their way of telling her okay now we know about you and we have this over you and if you're gonna try to play this game we're gonna play it back yeah. and the one thing that truly matters to you like your reputa- reputation and your lifestyle and everything else is all gonna be exposed and ruined mm-hmm. if you mess with us it's kind of harmonious too the way that like jumping back a little bit how you mentioned Holland trying to like or his team frame Bosch for gun mm-hmm. like we all know the story of like Bosch's mother Bosch's mother was a prostitute and ended yeah. up getting killed like it would kind of validate more of like your idea of Holland wanting to make a movie out of this like how much more could you get like it, him being involved with an escort and then getting all of that like it does kind right. of line up it makes yeah it makes it does sense. Make sense. Mm. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Plot thickens. <laughs> so we, I mean, we finally get in touch with Annabelle, and it's obviously very clear that she's scared and she mm-hmm. doesn't want to testify. But um, at least we know that she's still alive. Yeah, she's not she's dead somewhat yet. safe. Ish for now, right? For now. But now that everybody has knowledge of her, God knows what uh, what Could will happen. happen to her. No one is safe on this show. I've realized that nope. more and more. That, uh, including William Me- Meadows, or oh. now, as we call him, Billy Meadows, um, who's dead. <laughs> we already knew he was Spoiler dead. Spoiler alert, he's dead. He, we already knew he was dead. Uh, he was the man that died in the trailer in yeah. the last episode. We didn't have too much knowledge on him, just we knew that he was a vet. Mm-hmm. Um, Special Forces. Yes. Served time overseas and... Yeah, a, co- a couple tours. Yeah, in Afghanistan and Iraq, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, because we found the picture in his trash barrel of things, I guess um, we came across other men that were associated with him, mm-hmm. known as his, his unit. So these people uh, served in the army with him as well, mm-hmm. and. Um, now we're tracking them all down. So Bosch went to go meet with Trevor Dobbs and broke the news about William's murder to him. And mm-hmm. what was your like initial vibe that you got from him? You know what? I always I feel like it's really hard when someone like breaks the news that someone's dead cuz you don't really there's not a manual of how you're supposed to react I to guess. that. Like I feel like that's kind of hard. But at the same time, he did not look like that torn up about it. That's what and I mean. when he got defensive at the end of the conversation with Bosch, mm, I don't trust him. I mean, obviously, I know why I don't trust him now. But when I first saw him, there was something a little fishy, but I didn't know how much he was actually involved. 
I agree. I just think that his initial reaction wasn't very sympathetic or, or heartfelt. He, yeah, he didn't yeah. seem shocked. And for someone that was supposedly extremely close with him, I mean, I just think that it deserves a little more emotion than that. But I would think so. Everybody's different, so whatever. I'm not going to judge off that. But that was my original thought was, mm-hmm. okay, he doesn't really seem that shocked. It's kind of bizarre. He just got on the defensive real quick. Yeah. I feel like at the beginning I kind of understood because obviously, you know, him having the drug history and whatnot, I feel like he probably saw it coming, Mm -hmm. but yeah. And he was also painting this picture of himself like he was some type of savior, how he... He let William borrow money from him, and he was like, you know what, more like gave to him, because I knew he was going to give it back to me. And he didn't work for me, he couldn't make it, blah, blah, blah. Exactly, and he took him to Charlie Company, which um, I believe was a place that vets could go after the fact. Yes. um, And get whatever type of services they needed there, Mm -hmm. and obviously he didn't succeed in that route, but he he was just making it seem like he was was a good guy. Yeah, and he was... He could help him. He tried to help him. He tried to make him get out of that rut, but didn't succeed. So maybe Mm -mm. that's why he wasn't really shocked that he died. But, I mean, there's a difference between having substance abuse problems and dying and being straight up murdered. True. So... I mean, uh, yeah. That doesn't the, add up the, to me, but... Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. I mean, we obviously know, like, cut two scenes later, and you see why you <laughs> yeah. shouldn't trust him. But, so, Bosch decides to take the lead to go to the Charlie Company, and mm-hmm. then come to find out um, William had some type of companion, a woman named Helen, who he obviously confided in and was his pal, as he put it. And pal. She was so pretty. He, she should be more than a pal, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> I guess that's what they're calling them nowadays. Yeah, they're pals. Whatever. But she seems like she really cared about him. I mean, when she found out that he was dead, she that got that, emotional. He, that was that was, that was a good reaction. Yeah, to I agree. Dying. Like yeah. she was upset and she was crying. She knew he had some problems, but um, she kind of led Bosch to believe that. This unit was something that they needed to look into a little bit more. That they weren't actually the good guys that they were putting off. Right. It it seems like they were kind of feeding these ideas into William's head mm-hmm. and making him do certain things or believe certain things, like, in a very manipulative way. Yeah. So... Which they were. Right. And I think since Bosch met with Trevor, it's obvious he's, a, he's on the right path. So we see that... Um, Trevor's still very much involved in the unit. Mm-hmm. He is out shooting with them. He's basically leading the pack. Like, yeah. I'm assuming that this guy had, like, a higher rank whenever they were actually in special forces. Like, right. I'm pretty sure that he was, like, the commander. Because whenever he he commands them to do something, they do it. Exactly. So, I feel like there was some type of rank or hierarchy that he had within the, like, unit. Um, but out shooting these two, like... Of the group, I mean posse. What would we call them? We could we could the, just call them a unit. The unit, that's what yeah. They are, apparently, are but they. I heard that um, they were like the closest four mm-hmm. of, because the, the photo that we saw had more people in it. Obviously. But there was another photo with the four of them too. Yes. that was on the mantle. I and I'm wondering 
what made William the odd guy out. You know what I'm saying? But obviously we're going to I mean, he kind of told us a little bit about him, like, not being okay to do the dark and anything like that. So maybe that was, like, the weakness that they played off of. But I guarantee that um, Trevor's money came from all that money that was in that picture. Oh, I'm sure it did. And because they were, like, sneaking it on the low and keeping it with them. Yeah. And then it later revealed that it was, I guess, pretty obvious for you to, like, traffic that amount of money home Mm -hmm. but the thing is is William was homeless pretty much I mean he was living in his trailer under a bridge so he obviously wasn't benefiting from any type of money at all whereas Trevor had a business and these other guys are just like living the life we found out Woody the man that has is falling Bosch Bosch, and was ordered to trail him by Trevor um lives in a beach house in Venice Venice. and goes on that's not easily affordable I'm sorry no yeah remember his his neighbor was saying how he would go on these surf trips Trips to to Mexico Mexico and these all these crazy places so he obviously had some money on him as well Mm -hmm. um but he's following Bosch and of course Bosch is too smart for that and knows that he's trailing him and Woody just runs away like a that whole chase was awesome, bitch. though. I'm not going to lie. It was like, yes, go, go. It I know, gave a little bit more like adrenaline in I it. I wonder how they filmed that, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Maholland and, like, they had to be doing it on the actual roads. That is not easy to drive. I no. drive a Fiat, and I'm like, <laughs> this on those roads. I can't drive I can't, on no. Maholland in daylight. Never no. mind, like, nighttime police chase. I'd just be Forget going over. That. Like, you wouldn't even have to be chasing no, I, me. It I'd bugs end up me going out. over the, <laughs> the thing. Exactly. Like, I don't It's it's also sketchy to me, but and he was smoking, and yeah. he wasn't smoking a but cigarette. Like it just goes to show that when you get too confident and cocky in yourself, like that, that's when you trip up. Because but the whole thought, switch with the car, though, that was slick. Yeah, I that guess. was really slick. I know we don't like him, but that was really cool. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Like, so it's obvious that he couldn't do the job well enough the first time. So um, Trevor ordered the third amigo to to take over the role but uh to backtrack a little bit we also have sharky in the picture i actually really like sharky yeah this is the little boy we've seen him consistently i mean he's not a little boy but he's like a teenager he's a teenager i think bosh has like such a soft spot for him because i think he as he got to know sharky a little bit more he saw a little bit of himself in him yeah no he's relatable because they both grew up in youth homes and bosh understands how it is to have that type of life and mm-hmm. you know growing up in the struggle and sharky hustles and that's how he makes his money and sometimes he ha- gets himself into s- sketchy situations to do so as we saw in previous episodes before when yeah. he kind of swindled this man and then stole his car and his money um but i thought it was pretty amazing how they were led to sharky cuz we saw his tag and officers and familiar the with his tag. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they were like, okay, the tag's unfinished. And the it's fresh. still fresh. There's a can of spray paint here that's unfinished. Mm-hmm. Like, that goes to show you... If you're going to commit a crime, you got to think of it all because they think through of it through and all. through. <laughs> <laughs> They're That's very attention to detail. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sharky obviously witnessed... Um, he didn't... He sort of witnessed the murder, but he heard it, and he walked into the trailer because his fingerprints were on the door, saw the dead body, and left, which we already knew. Yeah. And... I mean, I would do the same thing. 
You would go and look at it? No, but I would run away. Yeah, no, I would <laughs> run away too. And um, Bosch is kind of looking out for him, but because he has a trail on him, it's very obvious that... Well, to them, it's obvious that Bosch is getting information from Sharky. The three amigos. Yeah, but yep. I feel kind of badly because... I feel like he doesn't really even know anything. He, he didn't, didn't see faces or anything. No, but these guys are ruthless. Like, if they're going to kill one of their good friends that they served overseas with, they're not going to, like, leave anybody else behind. If they think that they're going to get caught, they're going to get rid of them, like, one way or another. Exactly. And unfortunately, they know exactly how to do it, and they take him to the Hollywood Bowl and kill him. <laughs> it was so sad. I know. Like, that last shot of him by himself, I was like, ugh. But he had oh. to have known something was up. I feel like he knew something he was up. He knew sketchy. something was up as soon as, like, he ran through the red light. Yeah. Like, Sharky's not dumb. Like, he lives on the streets. Like, he's got good intuition. But at the same time. Yeah. So now. Probably didn't think he was going to get killed. Exactly. And the one source that Bosch had, though it wasn't a very good source, um, was taken out. Just because he was simply at the wrong place at the wrong time. I know. I felt so bad for Maddie, too, because, like, she had to obviously go to the crime scene with Bosch because Mm -hmm. he knows that his house is being trailed and he's smart bringing his daughter along. But, like, the worry and the look on her face when she sees him walk back up to the car just, like, broke my heart. She's like, Dad! I know. And I think that, I mean, he must be worried because the fact that they're willing to kill this younger boy just because... They believe he might know or see They could do something. anything to Maddie. They could, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's probably Bosch's biggest fear at this point. Because mm-hmm. um, they're about the same age. No, they are. Yeah. And the fact that someone was in his house and someone had been trailing him, they're obviously getting very involved in his personal life. Mm-hmm. So he does have something to worry about. And... I think Maddie's probably in fear now at this point, too. Because how could you not? How would you feel if your dad was making you be by his side wherever he went? Mm-mm. I would be scared. No, I would be freaked out at that point. I mean, I would be freaked out anyway in general, but mm-hmm. that on top of it. Oh, no. We're going to have to explore what exactly it is that this unit has to hide. Because they obviously killed William for a reason. Mm-hmm. And they ob- not only are they hiding that, they it has to be something way bigger than this he had to have done something i guarantee he was probably starting to get a little mouthy yeah and was about to talk about like what all happened overseas or like how they got their money or everything like that because we know that it's not it's dirty money that you know todd's (laughs) been using yeah they must have themselves in some sticky situation and Mm -hmm. they saw him as the weakest link and they had to take him out before they were exposed now we just have to know what they're afraid of being exposed of true uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, some other things that we should definitely keep in mind is the Koreatown killer. The guy on a bike. That's his listing. Like, if you look on IMDb yeah, when I checked him out, bike. it's this guy on bike. And I'm like... He just rolls okay. up and kills that woman. Like, But he's getting more and more gutsy. Because he started and he just, like, stole a bike. And mm-hmm. then he got a phone. And then he, like, stole another bike. And then now he went from, like, stealing a bike to, like, killing a girl. Right. Like, he just got really comfortable real quick. So he's he's been consistent throughout these episodes. But they have been saying that it's been a year since he's actually killed someone. Yeah. So this Koreatown killer has been on the loose for quite some time. But more recently, he's just been, like, stealing mm-hmm. and... You know, those crimes are still pretty bad, but they're nothing in comparison to killing someone. And he ruthlessly just shot up this woman and and bounced. 
poor girl. I mean, in broad daylight. Yeah. In the middle of Koreatown, just in the middle of the pavement. Yeah. But this led Chief Irving to meet um, the CRT, who he seems to be hitting it off with, mm. and kind of sort of low-key asked her on a date. I think he actually asked her out on a date. <laughs> he, 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 like, slid it to her, and she's like, wait, is this a date? And he was like, well, what it, would you say yes if I asked you yes. on a date? Like, come on, get some confidence. <laughs> but, I mean, he hasn't been in the game in a while, so we yeah. got to give him, like, a little, but he I needs to get his, pick, his pickup lines need to be, like, exactly. picked up a little bit. But I think this storyline is going to develop into something, but I can't help but think that she's going to be killed by the Koreatown killer. Oh, God. (laughs) That's just so sad. I don't know. Maybe not. But they have something in common because they both both have lost someone that was close Mm -hmm. to them, so that could bring them together. I mean, I'm happy for him, though, because, I mean, he's going through a divorce. His son just died, and he, like, had to show up on it. And being such a witch. I don't think that he deserves... She's being more than a witch. Yeah. Let's be honest. I don't think that it's his fault, do you? Well, no, he wasn't even there. Like, uh, his son made the decision. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I liked his son in the previous seasons, but he made the decision to go out and get involved with that stuff. So... You know, I'm kind of calling it as it is. Like, yeah. he tried to get him out of trouble by putting him behind a desk. It was his son's choosing to, like, go that way. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel badly because imagine, like, losing your son and then in this pretty much the same day losing your wife, too, and your home and just everything is taken from you when you don't really have any control over it. Nope. And, I mean, he's also now looking at a new job. So I'm interested to see how that turns out. Because, like, he did set up the interview. So, I mean, he may be moving. Yeah. Well, hopefully good things are in the works. Yeah, he's been low-key. Because he's been through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do we have any predictions? I know we touched on the Meadows case in the unit, but how about for the rest of the cases? Do you see anything unfolding in the near future? I really Your like After that. Buzz TV oh, yeah, predictions. Thank you. Oh, oh, I was like, this is new to me. I'm like, what is this? Oh, God, it's talking to us right now. It's the voice of God. It is the voice of After Buzz God. Um, predictions. I, I like the um, idea between Holland and... Um, the gun case being connected yeah i really like that because like i didn't follow you at first but then as we were talking it through i was like wait a second that would be a genius like a genius move on a creative person's part like holland researched this guy but you're really going the extra mile (laughs) like really going the extra mile like i'm almost going to kill one girl she ends up escaping i'm going to try and kill another girl just so i can have a good story and make sure that the person investigating me is the person i'm trying to write the story about but i give him credit if that's actually like how it happened i mean that will be quite the movie i would (laughs) all i know is like whoever is framing bosh is someone that's close to him Mm -hmm. like it's someone that is super close that knows how to do this it has to be professional i don't think that it's necessarily like someone completely close to him in the department but it's someone that has something out for him that is like knows bosh inside now knows how he works has studied him realizes why he's been attached to Gunn's case, all of that. Um, but yeah, and I'm also interested to see where the whole Leah thing happens. I think she's marked for dead, not going to lie. Leah. The one, Annabelle. 
Her oh. side name is Leah. Oh. Her, like, call girl name is Leah. So I think she's marked for dead, to be honest. I like, know. I feel bad, but I don't think her future is very bright. No, not at all. Not in Bosch land. <laughs> no one Poor is girl. safe. That's, I'm, we're just chopping up the, wink, the weakest links left and right. Pretty much. Like, unless you're a key character, you're probably not safe. Yeah. And so even then. Look out, Annabelle. They're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> what okay. about you? Any predictions? Um, I mean, I had that just that prediction about uh, the Holland case and the gun case being linked. I think mm-hmm. that would be my biggest prediction of all. But what about Meadows? Like, why do you think that they're like after or they killed him? They're not after him anymore. He's done. I don't know. I think I think that they had like some business plans or some type of plans. And, you know, Helen was talking about how they were feeding him all these thoughts and how he wanted to go back you know, back overseas and serve again and whatever, but obviously he wasn't in the right state of mind to mm-hmm. do so. So maybe these men are planning to go back to get more money the same way that they got it originally. And yeah. William just can't be a part of that because of his weaknesses. I'm not sure. Yeah, I do find it interesting they were doing all the sniper like practice too yeah like, they're what? keeping it polished for a reason yeah they are and they're like targeting specific things so why is it that they're doing that they've already killed him so are they after someone else now yeah i mean they're clearly after bosch we know that but, but they could like, be planning to go back and to but i don't know do do something of some sort because i think was it helen was talking about um how how william wants to go back as a contractor mm, so yeah. not necessarily like actually serving and doing but still being being present there Mm -hmm. so maybe that is what the unit had planned for the four of them and he just didn't fit that plan anymore but it has something to do with money because obviously they have a great lump sum of money and he had very little money (laughs) clearly i mean leaving all your stuff in a trash bin like that's, that's that's upsetting yeah i don't know i mean i'm i really like this season like I loved first season, and I'm loving this season. Season two was, like, okay for me, but this is the season where I'm really liking all these storylines. Like, they Mm -hmm. have a little bit more meat to them. Right. And, I mean, obviously, we have a lot to talk about, so I'm really enjoying all of it. It's very confusing because there's so many open cases that are going on, but that's why I think one of them is bound to be crossing the other. We've got to. Like, we still don't know who the person was that bailed him out Mm -hmm. and actually planted gun there. We don't know... Like, all these other people's involvements, like, they're all interconnected some way or another. Yeah. I, I feel like an aha moment is bound to happen soon, where one thing just happens and we're like, oh, it all It was it. It's now. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> it's been there all you know? along. But, I mean, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what's in Next store. Next week. Yeah. So... Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for episodes three and four. Next week, we're going to cover episodes five five and six. six. So we're going to go two by two. But bear with us, because we obviously know binge watchers out there already know what happens. But we don't. And give us our predictions if you don't already know. Yeah. And you're guessing just like us. Hit us up (laughs) and let us know. Don't tell us if you've already watched it. I don't want to know yet. Yeah. I'm trying to watch in succession here. Exactly. Me too. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in, though. Definitely leave us comments. Give us some five. Five stars, four stars. Thumbs up. But nothing below above. that. <laughs> yeah. I only like five. Yeah. Five's a good number. Exactly. <laughs> Again, I'm Olivia Gabaret. You can hit me up at The Real OG. And I'm Candace Cruising. You can find me at Candace R. Cruz. Thank you so much. Woo.
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.